goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome indeed, uh, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you here. Telephone number, if you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Now, I'll tell you what we're expecting. We'll see whether it happens. We're expecting to hear from uh, one of America's most famous radio personalities as a radio empire. Well, actually, more than a radio empire, a media empire of his own. He's a great guy. I've spoken with him before on his program. He had me on as a guest. Glenn Beck is due to be with us. Now, the last time we said that, we had the day wrong in our calendar. It was so embarrassing. So we'll see whether it happens, and we're looking forward to it. If it doesn't happen today, it's not on us, but we're looking forward to it. Um, as you know, this is the day after, the day after in many circles that America has changed irrevocably, that a Rubicon was was crossed, that being a former president of the United States arrested, which is really stunning when you think about it in the entire history of this nation. Until now, that has not happened. And in this case, charged, it is interesting to look at the mainstream press and then the alternative press in this country. Even in the mainstream press, for instance, today had the headline in Politico, Bragg's case against Trump hits a wall of skepticism, even from Trump's critics. And that is certainly the case. Republicans have the hardcore conservatives, conservatives, and many in the Republican Party don't have a particular fondness for people like Mitt Romney or John Bolton. Both of them came out with very vociferous statements. Not so much in support of Trump, but very much against the charges as they were laid out on the grounds that this is much to do really about nothing. And when you think about it, if you go back through political history in this country, okay, hush money. Money exchanged hands in whether you think Trump did it, whether you think it was Michael Cohen, and there are some stories about that that can cut either way. Regardless of what you think there, money did change hands. 
But does anyone remember the movie Primary Colors and what that was about? Primary Colors was a fictional account of the Clinton presidency and the bimbo eruptions unit was there without further ado ladies and gentlemen he is a man a legend he has built a a media empire from ground up a household name glenn Beck. oh we're so happy to have you here glenn how are you thank you man Thank you. It seems weird being introduced like that by you, but thank you. Well, come on, Glenn. You know, man. You and by the way, you know everybody. Everybody that I know keeps asking the same thing about you. They they look at your um your videos of your 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 broadcast. They say, man, where does this guy? You have the coolest studio in the world. How does this happen? <laughs> Uh, you got to come down. I bought the old Paramount movie uh, movie lot uh, years ago, and uh, you got to come down. I mean, there is a museum that I'm putting on the road this summer, uh, and across the brickway in one of the old um, studio vaults, I've uh, we are collecting American history, and I'm just putting it together now. There's about seventy five million dollars worth of artifacts that I'm taking out on the road. Things from the Pilgrims and Jamestown, and I can disprove the 1619 Project, you know, in so many different ways. We have the largest collection of the Pilgrims and Jamestown uh, artifacts and papers, and all the way to the atomic bomb, and I've got Sputnik, and you name it, it's here. It's crazy. Got to come down. This is incredible. And Do you have, uh, I heard a rumor that you have one of the golden EIB microphones that Rush used to use. Is that, uh, is that accurate? I do. Will that be in the uh, road tour? Oh yes, it will. Ah. Oh yes, it will. There is. That was. There is. The... I I, miss, I I I I hope I didn't take the only one. I hope I wasn't given the only one. I ho- I hope you have one. Bob. No, there were no there were there were two. There were two, oh, and I don't have I, one. But I don't. But that's okay because it it could not be in better hands, Glenn, than well, you. And I mean you. that I, sincerely. I I. I promised his wife that it would not fit in my home. It would be on display and I would show it. So that's the only reason why I asked it, asked for it. I didn't deserve it. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to make sure that it was seen because it's Rush Limbaugh. And I will tell you, I have it in the lobby of my building right now, um, sitting in a glass case and it's all by itself. You open up the doors and there's Rush's microphone. And every time somebody comes in for the first time and I'm walking them in, they'll, they'll look at it and go, is that the golden microphone? So, yeah. They're always, oh, my gosh, I miss him so much. I know. Every day, Glenn. Every day. I know. I, across social media. And, you know, know, Glenn, that's one of the reasons why, by the way, we a, a lot of us take so much comfort in the fact that you're out here doing what you do and you w- will not cease. Let me uh-huh. let me let me ask you about some stories today. What do you so either you can look at what happened yesterday, depending on where you sit in this country, as either a triumph or a tragedy. There is a story. Oh, I, don't care. The, I, I don't care how you who you voted for. You should absolutely look at this as a tragedy. This is this is not justice. This is show me the man, the crime. 
I, I'm all for it. And I said this when Donald Trump was was first they were kicking around impeachment for, you know, uh, the Russian collusion. And I had told my team, guys, I want to turn this thing upside down, inside out. I want to know what happened. And we went in and I mean, I did a I think it was three uh, two hour specials on it where I laid everything out, what we found was completely the opposite. Um, And I said, when I first started doing that with my staff, guys, if he's guilty, he's guilty. He should go to jail. If he's not, we need to find out. Um, So I have no problem with some, a president being taken out of office. I think president Biden should be taken out of office because of the payoffs from China. That's incredible. He's so compromised. But you don't trump up charges. You don't go after stupid little things. This is banana republic stuff. Now, Glenn, you just mentioned Biden thing. I want to point something out to you. We have such a divided country and a divided media. When you say, I guarantee you this, when you say he should be taken out of office because of the payments from China, that there are a large swath of our countrymen and women who don't know what the hell you're talking about. And to them, it sounds like it could be some conspiracy kook well, made you know up what? stuff. You know, well, let me tell you something. Those people got to grow up and put their big boy pants on. I can't sit here and neither can you or anybody else. We are each responsible for our own freedom and the freedom that we are about to lose. You know, it was one thing when it was a theory. It's another when it is all proven fact. I'm so tired of people saying, oh, conspiracy theory. Really, what part of it? What part of it? That they're coming for your gas stoves, they denied it, and now it's being passed in New York, that it's in California, that Washington State just changed their code so you can't have a gas stove? What part of that? That little teeny blip was a uh, conspiracy theory or the fact that we're going to have a digital dollar or the fact that our banks are completely unstable or the fact that inflation this is a conspiracy theory these people are saying that we have inflation that's transitory bullcrap it is it is time for the american people to take charge of themselves because i got news for you if we don't what is coming is venezuela It's Venezuela, and I'm not going to be the one that is going to go into the tiger and kill him so I can eat him. It is time that Americans wake up, do their own homework. It's your responsibility, and each one of us are going to be held personally responsible when we cross to the other side. The Lord is going to look at us and say, Now, wait a minute. This was my liberty and freedom that I helped you guys have, and you were supposed to protect it for all the coming generations. And what were you doing? I'm sorry. American Idol with what? I'm Mm. sorry. You, you You were busy arguing about what? The other day, I posted something in response to all of this that if America, if, if America is still worthy of God's grace, that there's no reason even in the darkest moments that people might feel to be pessimistic because Correct. there was a divine order. And when you, look at the, the, when you look at the way that history rolled out for us to be here today, there were so many things 
that relied on, you call it providence, you call it grace, it happened. And that is why we are here today. People are wondering, Glenn, whether this nation is still worthy of no, that. No, it's not. No. It, uh, you don't even have to finish the sentence. No, it's not. But that doesn't mean we can't be worthy quickly. All we have to do as people is go, wow, this is really bad. We're, we're, what we are are the worst of men who think they might have cancer and so they don't go to the doctor because they don't want to hear they have cancer. Well, if that's your plan, you're going to die of cancer. So we've got cancer as a nation. And it's really easy. The chemotherapy is to humble ourselves and to rally around those basic principles of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the individual. You rally around those things that we don't have to come up with. They're already written down. And we start getting the crap out of our lives and out of the lives of our uh, uh, White House and our Congress out of the GOP and the Democrats, we no longer stand for corruption. We say no more. But we have to, A, admit we have a problem. B, admit that we are powerless over that problem. We've tried everything and nothing is working. So C, turn to the only power that can heal us and admit our faults, all of it. Come out and say, boy, we as a country, we screwed some things up and we we made mistakes in the Middle East. We made mistakes in Milwaukee. Well, we've got to we've got to atone for that. Lord, we're sorry. Please forgive us and get on his side. The founders didn't have God on their side. They were on God's side. This Mm. is God's freedom. This is God's freedom. He doesn't want us to lose it either. But I have to tell you, you know, I, I've, I'm a, people might think I'm crazy, but whatever. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe God has guided, guided my life because I know what I'm capable of. And I am not capable of doing what I've done. <laughs> Just not. I know God has guided me along the way. And every mistake I've made has been mine. Everything that was good and right and righteous was his. Um, and I will tell you, at one point um, in my prayers, I heard him ask me to do some things that would just, I don't want to do. I, I don't want to be, that's no, no, you got the wrong guy. I'm not the activist. I'm not the guy who stands up all by myself. I'm, I'm not that guy. Um, and um, it was really strange. One day I said that to him in my prayers because I kept hearing, this is what's coming. This is what you must do. And, uh, um, and I said, I, I, I can't, I'm not, not, and I expected some pushback. And instead what I heard in my prayers was that's okay. I'll find somebody else. And immediately I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, that's, that's, God's got somebody else lined up. These, these rights are his. Now I want to be in his service. I want to be on the right side. But if we don't wake up, I'm telling you, with our technology and AI right around the corner, we're going to make the Germans look like rookies. 
we will be the darkest nation ever because you don't go from God's favored nation and people who are so devout and we worship the Lord to an iffy nation, we become a dark, dark tool in the hands of evil. Wow. Glenn Beck, you know what the you know what time it is. You're in broadcasting time for me to take a break, but I have to ask you to please come back. Please come back. Oh, anytime. And For you, anytime. You, Glenn, thank you. You are so generous. And let me just say something else to you. You know, I your your personal history, the struggles that you have gone through, the ups and the downs that you've been very, very public about in your own life should serve as an inspiration to people that you can achieve if you never stop believing. Never ah, stop believing. It's, and it's hard. It's really hard. There are times that you just want, I wish I could say, you know what? I chose to believe and I got up off the ground and everything was sunshine and lollipops. It's not, it's hard all the time. But if you continue to believe, if you continue to grow your faith and your belief in good and decency and honorable, honorable activities and you clean out the crap, it gets easier still hard, but it's a lot easier. Glenn Beck, thank you, my friend. Thanks, man. We look forward to hearing you from you again. Thanks, Glenn. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, the one, the only. He is a media legend. Glenn Beck with us here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back, your call is part of the program. Do not go away. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Heavenly birthday for Robert White. If you don't know the name, he was one of the miracles, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Also, Wrote a few songs in his time. Temptations, Marvin Gaye, Mary Wells, Ronald White. Birthday today. Today's also a sad day in music. Kurt Cobain. This is the anniversary of his suicide from Nirvana. And that, of course, is sad. On the good news side, one of my favorite artists of all time ever in history, Minnie Ripperton. I just, I, you know, like I told you, Minnie was, for me, Minnie was, was, was larger than, Minnie Riberton is the first artist that I actually shed tears for when she passed. And I just, it just came out of my eyes because I love this woman so much in her music. And I've talked about this album. This is Stevie playing keyboards on Stevie playing, uh, and Stevie's band, Wonder Love. And if you go, they have an extended version now of the Perfect Angel album. 1975, this became number one hit in the, in the United States of America. Voice of an Angel. The one, the only. Minnie Ripperton. And that's no joke. Five octaves. 
And like I mentioned before the show, I I listened to this entire album, Perfect Angel, and it's amazing. I can't I can't believe how like I blew my blew blew me away completely. Yeah, Diego, this is I'm telling you, this album when this album came out, this was stop everything for me. And it is it is if you have not heard the album and you are an aficionado of great music, you'll want to. All right, we have ton, tons of phone calls, and we'll get to them. Let me just um, just go back to this Trump business. It is one thing to do. Look, let me go back in history a little bit. Richard Nixon, right, Watergate. Now, if you look back on Watergate, as I do now, and you look at what what actually drove Richard Nixon from office, You've heard this often repeated. It wasn't what happened. It was the cover-up of what happened, that being the break-in at the DNC. But so many things have transpired in our society since then. That almost seems petty now. When you look at these charges that were laid out, they're not, they don't have the gravitas of something that would make you stop and say, well, absolutely, he should go to jail for 134 years. Do you know that that is the combined sentence if he were found guilty on all counts that he could be a former president of the United States? When you then look at it in comparison to what has not happened, there was a clear violation of United States law regarding classified materials when Hillary Clinton, and this is not debatable, she used her private resources to store and transmit class, classified data. That was the server that she had sitting at the house of Chappaqua. The FBI, James Comey, just came and gave her a pass. Well, she didn't intend to do anything wrong. That is not the standard of the law. I didn't intend to do any. Try that with the IRS. IRS calls you in and says, you did blah, blah, blah. And you just look at him and say, well, let me go. I didn't intend to do anything wrong. Yeah. Ask Wesley Snipes how that one works. Okay. So you have that. You have this business with Hunter Biden, which is still not being, we understand supposedly it's under investigation. Many people don't have confidence that the investigation is a fair one because of the way that the DOJ has dragged their feet on it. If you look at it in combination with who's already gone to jail for things, under the Trump years, remember, they sent the SWAT team out to get old poor little Roger Stone out of his house at 6 in the morning with CNN in tow, like, like he's some kind of domestic terrorist. Little Roger Stone can't hurt a fly. But they treated him like he was the world's worst criminal, dragged him off. Paul Manafort dragged off. Now, I've never said one thing or another about the guilt or innocence of either. But there is a standard of justice that sees minor infractions rewarded with jail sentences. And by the way, this is not just in the political realm. Look what they did to Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart did not commit a financial crime. Supposedly, she lied to the FBI. And think about that for a minute. It is legal for the FBI to lie to you, to entrap you, 
but you can't lie to the FBI. Think about that. And then think about your First Amendment. So my point here is, I think that there are going to be a lot of people on the left that are going to be very disappointed if these charges end up getting thrown out. And most legal scholars that I have read, the the ones that one takes seriously, like the the uh, the Jonathan Turleys of the world, and the others, are just saying, "Look, this is these this is there's no there there here. There's no underlying crime in all actuality." And then the point I was making before Glenn Beck came on, which is. If you go back and you look at Primary Colors, Primary Colors was a fictional account of the Clinton campaign. And if you remember those years, there was this thing that Hillary led called the Bimbo Eruptions Unit. And that's what they called it. These are not my words. It was the Bimbo Eruptions Unit. We need to silence these women that are coming out saying things about Bill Clinton. To this day, some of them still say these, and these are not Republican operatives. These are Democrat women that supported Bill Clinton. Kathleen Willey claimed that Bill Clinton raped her. And she was not the only one that leveled accusations of physical violence in a sexual encounter. Juanita Broderick, and yet they were dismissed by the mainstream media as not being credible. Paula Jones suffered the same consequence. Remember James Carville, you can, you can wave around a, a $100 bill in a trailer park and this is what you come up with. All I'm saying, folks, is on the right, it is not even arguable that th- we believe there is a dual system of justice operating in this country. And when you look at what happened in New York yesterday, really, he falsified some business account. That's what you're telling us. Somebody wrote something on a business account, and that deserves this attention. Meanwhile, this very same office that is telling you this allows killers, there's a story today in Daily Mail, about another one of these killers that was let out of jail under the so-called restorative justice so that they can create more murder and mayhem on the good people of New York. There is going to be accountability for this. It will either happen politically, and that's where I'll leave it. Political acts deserve political responses. Nirvana takes us in. We're coming back. Your calls, 800-848-WABC. James Golden Sternley with you here on WABC. Don't go away. Coming right back. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
5,000 radio stations worldwide aired this song 3.50 p.m. GMT. Michael Jackson's We Are the World. This song went on to become the number one song in both the United States and the UK. Charity USA for Africa. You know, we could use some of that right about now, some unity, instead of all this continued, continued divisiveness. That seems to dominate the headlines. Let us get to the telephones on WABC. Adam in Florida, you're up first. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you on WABC. Yeah, uh, hey, Bo, thanks for uh, taking the call. I, I have a quote from uh, Abraham Lincoln that I think will tie what's going on in this country all together. You ready? I'm ready. America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose all our freedom, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, who also famously said that a house divided against itself cannot stand. As as a country, we are screwed and heading in the wrong direction. Adam, thank you for the call. Uh, We appreciate you so much. Joe in Westchester County, welcome you on WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Uh, hi, Bo. I appreciate you, number one, for your insight and guidance during these troubling times. Thank you, Doctor. Um, my, my question is, with the people that have Trump derangement syndrome, and I do have several friends that suffer from this, and I wonder exactly what is it, why do they hate him so much? I read in some of the, um, in some of the accounts today, there's, if you look at the Washington Post story that I pointed out, there are some other stories you can find, by the way, at the Daily BS, that's our news website, that deal with the divide that's happening here. And there are people that are just saying, look, one of the quotes that he said, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm looking at the story right now, I'm going to find this quote, because this says, all, this says it all. This is the quote. He is such a danger to democracy that this had to happen, and not only to our democracy, but to the whole world. Now, this is what many people on the left actually believe. They believe that Donald Trump is that, that he embodies that. Of course, Trump supporters and even some Republicans that hate Trump that have now said these are flimsy charges 
do not believe that. But look at what the Washington Post, remember after January 6th, they quickly put up democracy dies in darkness. Really? Democracy's not dying. We are not a fragile nation. Democracy is not so fragile that some people walking into the Capitol, running into the Capitol, a few vandals who should be punished to the full extent of the law for their vandalism, that democracy will not die because American citizens go into their house, not the government's house. This ain't the government yard in Trenchtown, y'all. This is America's house of representatives. This is our Congress. And yes, did they violate laws? Yes, those people should be prosecuted, not persecuted. And they were. But democracy is not going to die because Americans protest. In fact, it is absolutely American to protest. This is one of the things that separates us from so many of the other nations, many of whom have been along a lot longer than America. The, the idea that our founders gave us political speech and freedom of political uh, uh, speech, the right to assemble, the right to protest. Without protest, there would have never been the end to America's original sin, that of slavery. We had to protest. There were protests. There was a bloody protest called the Civil War. And yet America remained and reconciled. Democracy is not dying because people protest. And the people that think it are just are not well-versed in American history, nor world history. Thank you for the call. James Golden, a.k.a. Snyder. We're coming back. More of your calls when we get back. Don't go away. Back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nirvana brings us back on WABC. Did you ever see the acoustic, the, 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 when they did this, the acoustic version of this? I saw years ago, years ago, but yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Oh, man, it is so good. MTV Unplugged, right? Exactly. WABC, let's head back to the telephones, shall we? Let's switch gears for a minute and head out to Piscataway, New Jersey, and Pete. Pete, how are you? Welcome. How are you? Bo, I couldn't be better. And how are you? I am doing well, thank you. You're, you're welcome. You'll be better at 5 o'clock. <laughs> okay. That's the, a the nice little I... snarky. That's a nice little snarky one, but go ahead. What's your point? Yeah, okay, here's my point. I'm, I want to talk about the the the, the final uh, basketball game on the women's final game. I want to yeah. mention three things. I, I don't watch uh, women's basketball ever, but my TV was on Channel 7. When I turned it on, it was pregame, so I said, let me watch this game. So the first thing that I thought was a little odd, but not really a whole lot odd, but a little odd, when they played the Star Spangled Banner, the cameras 
took a shot of everybody, mostly everybody around the place, and they took a good shot of the Iowa girls, like a close-up, them singing and having their hands on the uh, heart, but they didn't show the LSU girls. Because so they weren't out there. What? Huh? Because they weren't out there. They didn't come out. Oh, now they I'm did really not. P.O. They did not come now out I'm for this really Star-Spangled P.O. Banner. Okay, okay what's right. your next point? Okay, the second point was, you know, I can't see that really. I, I, my vision's not that greatest, but I thought I saw a girl walking around holding her finger up and pointing to a ring finger. And uh, Yeah, that was Angel point. Reese. That was Angel yeah, Reese. Right. Okay. And she was okay. taunting. She was taunting uh, Caitlin. Give me a name. What's your name? The, the 41 shot, the 41 point girl from Iowa. Caitlin. Clark. Caitlin Clark. Yes. Right. Okay. I couldn't see that, but I saw it the next day on the sports. Okay. So that peed peed me off. But you know what really got me mad? What really did um, it? I don't watch basketball except for March Madness. Okay. And every game that I watched, whether the team lost by a lot or whether it was a tight game, whether it was physical or what, the men shook hands with each other. After the game, after this game, Iowa lined up, they shook hands with their coach, and there were people in civilian clothes after her. Nowhere were the LSU women, no, no, nowhere were the LSU girls to be found. I call that uh, arrogance and poor sports girlship. Okay. Now, there's more to one side than this story. The LSU girls, as you put them, the women that played for LSU, had felt that they were uh, being taunted, and they retaliated. Is it unfortunate to see these things in sports? Sure. But you had some guy from some outkick, whatever it is, Porter, whatever his name is, he called this girl, Angel Reese, a POS. Really? There was a famous radio announcer who got kicked off the air for calling a women's basketball team some nappy-headed. So we're not going to, you know what? It's just like, look, really? Do we really have to? (sighs) And then when you listen to Angel Reese, she says, look, I've been disrespected all years. The The Iowa girls did the same thing, and the news media were calling them heroes. When they did it, they get called villain. And then you had Jill Biden, Dr. Jill, suggesting that the White House ceremony, instead of the winner LSU, they should share the state with the losers, Iowa. Why was that? People are calling that very racist. Well, I mean, after all, this is the same Joe Biden who, remember, said he didn't want his kids going to the jungle schools. But, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. We're not supposed to talk about the Biden's real history when it concerns race relations. So there's a lot of controversy swirling around all of this. At the end of the day, it's basketball. And like you, I don't watch it very much. In fact, I don't watch it at all. I'm too busy doing other things. But Pete, no need to get upset about it. We've got real problems in this country to be upset about, not hurt feelings over a basketball game. Margaret in Ardsley, New York. Thank you, Pete, for your call. Margaret, you're on WABC. How are you? 
Thank you, Jim, for taking my call. James, sorry, for taking Thank my you. call. I am just so tired of the view and of them lying and twisting the truth and taking hearsay, making it sound like it's real. And I, I just wish they would be required to speak a disclaimer before they start that this is their own opinion. That, you know, that no one's, Well, no it one's is an opinion show. Out. And look, we all know that it's an opinion show. And so I don't think a disclaimer is really necessary. It's an opinion show. And look who you've got on there giving their opinions. That should be enough for people to know whether they want to invest a whole lot of energy in it or not. You know, Joy Behar used to be a host here at WABC. I could tell you stories, but I don't tell stories out of school. So anyway, Margaret, I hear you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate how. But my question for you is this, Margaret. You know it's going to raise your blood pressure. Why, why, why do you watch it? I'm at, Margaret. The where I, mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I'm not going to be watching it anymore. I, I just, I just, I, I, once they got rid of Meghan McCain, it just became such a, a real farce. And yeah. I, I, I just think that so many people in this country believe that crapola. And I hate to I hate to see that because it's not true. Well, Margaret, thank you. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Lynn in West in the West Village. Thank you, Margaret. Lynn, good afternoon. How are you? Fine, James. Um, you know, I read the indictment on that business record thing, and it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he the thirty four counts are for the notation of legal services on like each check to Cohen on Cohen's invoice to Trump organization and on every uh, internal self reimbursement between the Trump uh, revocable trust, which I guess is his personal and the Trump organization. I mean, that those are not counts. I mean, Those are you know, basically, by the way, misdemeanors that have been amped up into felonies. This whole thing is standing on shaky ground. Now, we're in New York. 1% Manhattan, 1% of Manhattan voters voted for Trump. 99% didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Justice. Look, we got to go. I'm so sorry to cut you off there. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, another hour come and goes. Boast Nerdy's Rush Hour. Hopefully, God willing, we'll be here tomorrow with you again at 4 o'clock. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Thank you for being with us today. Gratitude and love. See you tomorrow. Bye.